Hi, this is Brian Stevens from SpyPoint, and I'm excited to talk with Glenn Mayhew today, president of Tree Stand Safety Association. Glenn has a background in hunter safety education and is a former firefighter. And hope you enjoy the super informative podcast today. Welcome to the SpyPoint podcast. I'm your host, Brian Stevens, and on this show, we get to talk about hunting, tactics, technology, and the inside scoop from industry pros. Follow along each month as we learn, laugh, and grow together with the passion we all have for the outdoors. This is the Spy Point Podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Glenn. How are you doing today, my friend? I'm doing well, Brian. Thanks so much for having me on. Listen, it's it's our pleasure. And, you know, people may or may not know, but September is Tree Stand Safety Awareness Month. And so I'd love to talk with you about the mission of TSSA and how people can prevent falls. And let's talk about some of the you know common misconceptions about tree stand safety and anything else that you want to cover, you know, that really talks about how we can keep, you know, all the hunters, bow hunters, men, women, children safe in the tree stand and this passion that we all love. Yeah, I could, I could, you know, I could spend all day talking about that, but I know we've only got a limited time here today uh, on your podcast, but I sure appreciate that opportunity. Yeah, the mission of Tree Stand Safety Awareness Foundation is to significantly reduce the number of tree stand falls uh, through promotion, education, and best practices. And we really rely on people like SpyPoint uh, buying into the cause because, you know, falling from tree stands, uh, most people don't realize is the number one cause of our deer hunters out there nationwide getting either hurt or unfortunately some of them uh, actually do get killed. So all of this is preventable. So that's our sole focus. And uh, we really appreciate all of our partners, uh, such as Point, joining on board with us and helping promote that message, getting it out there what we can do to make sure we all come home safe to our family and friends. And, and that's really what it's all about. Listen, we all love the outdoors. You know, we all love being out there, you know, whether we're harvesting an animal or not, it's, it's that, that passion that we all so crave and, and it's so near and dear to our hearts. But there is that safety component. And listen, I'll be the first to raise my hand that, you know, over the years, you know, that I have definitely, you know, in, increased to my level of usage and to now where I don't go into the, the woods without a safety harness because, you know, pretty much all we do is bow hunt. But if you think about it, you know, over the years, that trend has improved. And, you know, let's talk about that. I mean, if you look at, let's say, the past decade, you know, to 15 years, from your standpoint in the organization, how have you seen the trend of, of hunters using safety harnesses change? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, there's there's been a lot more focus on using uh, full body harnesses. Uh, you know, years back, if you talk about going back a decade or so, then back then a lot of people were just using a rope around their waist or up around their chest and and that could be a death sentence, and, and I'm glad with technology and advancements in engineering, we've, we've progressed from that. So we went from simply ropes around people's waist to then we advanced to what was called a chest harness. And again, uh, if you fail with a chest harness on, a lot of times that was not a, a good ending that mm-hmm. occurred with that. And then we, then we uh, 
graduated up to using the full body harnesses, which really changed the industry. It changed the whole safety mechanisms out there uh, to making sure that we could do this safely. And if you did fall, you had an opportunity to recover from the fall. It, it arrested the fall and you could get back into your stand safely and, and continue your hunt and ultimately go home to your family and friends. So uh, there have been a lot of changes. In fact, I'm going to, I'm going to make a big announcement right here. Now. All right. Perfect Let's hear it. That. Um, we, one of the things that we did early on in the, in the beginning stages of, of Tree Stand Safety Awareness Foundation is our board set a, what was really at that time considered a big stretch goal for us to reduce the estimated number of tree stand falls by 50% by 2023. And the, wow. and the, the year that we had the best data on was, was in 2010. So we gauged that we wanted to reduce it by 50% based on that baseline data from 2010. Well, the great thing is this, based off the 2019 data that we've been able to collect, because we're just entering into 2020, we not only met that goal early, but we have surpassed it. Uh, the latest data that we have available on a national level indicates that we have gone to now 65%. We've reduced those falls, estimated falls by 65%. That's, That's outstanding. That is just outstanding. I, I was not that I could turn cartwheels, but I could have just about <laughs> done it when I finished doing all the data analysis for that. And I was so excited to share this news with our board of directors and now uh, with with people like yourself, so that we can get that out there. Uh, but you know what? That's taken the collective work. That's not just us doing it. It takes great organizations like your your own Spy Point. And our many other partners, both in the hunting and outdoors industry, pushing this message and getting it out there, uh, having that common goal to do this. And that just shows when we all, we all work together towards a common purpose or a common goal, we can achieve great things. And I, I would have never guessed that we would hit this this early uh, in, a, in, our, in the life of tree stand safety awareness. But I'm sure proud to be part of it to say we've been able to do it. Well, listen, you, you should be proud, and that is a, a huge accomplishment. And I and I, I do agree with you from the standpoint of it's, it's really a collective effort because I think, you know, back in the day when, you know, I was a young hunter, you, you know, whether it was the ego thing or whatever of, ah, I'm fine, I'm never going to fall out of a tree, and if I do, I'm fine, and I'm, you know, I'm not going to be the guy that, you know, has to wear a safety harness, um, you know, and, and by having everybody in the industry and are wrapping their arms around this whole idea of, you know, let's be safer, let's come home to our families and your organization, you know, really guiding that, that whole dialogue, I, I think makes it easier for everybody to know that they need to do the right thing. And it's not just for them, it's for the people they're coming home to. And so congratulations, that's, that's huge. Are there any other things that you think contributed to such a, you know, overachievement of that goal? Well, I, I think really, you know, a lot of our new hunters, you know, across the nation, new hunters are having to take hunter education. And we've really helped work with different organizations, uh, increasing the amount of information that it's included in hunter education on tree stand safety. So I think that's been a big part of it. The hunter educators across the country have done just a tremendous job. Uh, and we've, we've worked with a lot of the states on uh, getting better inf information out there to their, uh, to their students. 
the media has also played a big role. And when I say the media, I'm talking about the outdoors, the outdoor industry, the TV shows. Uh, we've worked with a number of the shows that are out there, trying to uh, get them to make sure that when they're in, when they're shooting their video content, that they're they're shooting it, uh, showing the right practices. Because believe me, when I'm when I'm out doing a show and I and I ask que- or ask for questions, I oftentimes get questions from the audience about a TV show, one of the hunting shows that they watch, and they will say, "Well, such and such does it this way. Why is he doing it this way?" And I and I would have to explain, you know, that there maybe they weren't doing it correctly uh, the way we the way that we support. And so we we met with a number of different organizations, and we've seen significant improvement with that uh, across the, with the media help and uh, moving that in the right direction. So I think you know, it's, it's all different facets. You can't hit this from, uh, from one perspective. You have to hit it from many different perspectives to get that message across to all your audience out there, whether it be TV, social media, face-to-face with instruction, out doing the shows, uh, it it doesn't matter. We we hit them all. That way, we've got a broader impact. No, and that makes a lot of sense. And and you know, we we obviously do do a lot of filming. And, and when we you know are doing shows, and it's a team effort. And so you know, we have two people in the tree, and you have to have a system. And I think you also have to be you know for for those of us that might have a video or TV kind of platform. You need to be willing to showcase the right way to do it and or and if you're doing it, you know, or could do it a better way, be flexible and willing to do that. You know, and over the years, you know, we've made mistakes and I look at the system that we, we try to use now and it's pretty methodical, you know, and the, the one thing that I think that has helped us a lot and, you know, and whatever company, you know, you want to talk to that does it, but it's it's really the lifeline rope that's hooked from the top of the tree stand down to the, the bottom ladder or whatever it's connected to but we have done and i know personally but you know and then working with the team when we get in out of a tree we do not do it without a safety line and we will travel with safety lines if they're not there set up in the tree because and i know you know this better than anybody but most of the time when i've almost fallen out of a tree it's it's either coming up and or 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 going down and that lifeline for us is really like part of what we do no questions asked yeah, I, I could not agree more with what you just said. The rope safety lines, and one of the brands is the Lifeline. Most people refer to them as Lifelines, but that is a brand name. Um, they have made such a difference. You know, we had the full-body harnesses that came out, and then, uh, again, many people were not connecting that harness until they actually were up in the stand. And we saw so many of the falls that were actually occurring outside of the stand. In fact, when you look at the fall data on a, on a national level, it's about 60-plus percent of those falls actually occur off the stand. So that could be during the transition in or out or during the climbing phase up or down. So if you were only attaching once you got into the stand, you were leaving yourself vulnerable during the the most critical times uh, during that transition and in the uh, ascent or descent up and down. So having the lifeline or the rope safety lines that uh, there are numerous companies now that are making those, that has made just a world of difference in keeping our harness safe, being able to connect at the base of the tree 
and staying connected 100% of the time. And let me let me mention this because this is also a big question that I get. I've uh, people will ask, well, I've got my my uh, rope safety line in place, but I've been disconnecting from that when I get to the top and connecting to the tree strap. And so one of the things, the messages that we've been trying to help correct is once you get on that rope safety line mm-hmm. connected to it with your prosthetic, you never have to nope. disconnect from that. You should stay connected to that 100% of the time. Well, and it's not, I mean, most of them have the ability to move it up and down. So if you're a bow hunter or drawing, you don't have to contend with an extra strap um, around the tree, you you can adjust that 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 rope and that knot, you know, up and down. So when you draw your bow and whatever that you like, you said you never have to disengage from that rope and from the tree from the time you start climbing that ladder to the time you come down. And and for me, I prefer that just because I feel like it gives me more mobility to be able to move around the tree and adjust based on the circumstances. Yeah, no, it, it's it's definitely it, it's a it's almost like having an additional insurance policy being attached to that rope because if you do slip, which the number one cause of tree stand falls is simply a slip or a loss of grip, uh, that those things right there in itself are the number one cause day in and day out. So being attached to that rope with your prosthetic line. Uh, that that's your insurance policy, but, and you know, we're early on in the season with September being tree stand safety awareness month. Uh, a lot of people are out just getting their stands up. There are a few, few, uh, states that the seasons are already in, but let's talk about actually putting that stand up and making sure that we're attached, even when we're putting our stands up and that's using the, the linesman's belt or rope that that you can use and that goes around the tree and attaches to the waist area on both sides of your harness and that's going to help keep you attached to that tree whenever you're putting putting your ladder sticks up or whatever it may be that you're installing and getting that stand into place so even during that phase we want people staying attached when they're when they're putting stands up when they're taking them down when they're hunting or even when they're practicing you know a lot of people practice yep. from an elevated position uh, to get used to it prior to the season coming in. If you're out practicing in your backyard up in the stand, put that harness on and stay attached. Uh, that's even that's what I call perfect practice because you want to practice in the clothing and the equipment that you're going to be wearing when you're hunting. So stay safe even during that period. No, there's no question. That. And, and, and again, I, it, it, being honest here, I mean, over the years, you know, I would wear a harness in the tree and lock in and lock out and all that. But sometimes, you know, I wouldn't wear a harness um, setting up a tree stand. And, and that to me was one of the, I look back and think, you know what, I've had a few close calls too. And, and that's something that, you know, we've changed as well. And I, I think if you're going to, if you're going to do it, you got to practice it all because you just don't know when that slip might happen and you, you, you take the wrong step and, you know, setting up that tree stand can be a little bit squirrely sometimes. So um, I wanted to just take a minute too, and you talk about a press it knot and, you know, and and you got how you hook in the tree and you can, you know, use that knot to slide up and down. People may not know what that is or the name of that. Do you maybe want to talk a little bit about that and describe that for people that may be new to, you know, a a lifeline type of system? 
Sure. So the prosthetic knot is what you actually connect the carabiner from your harness to, and that prosthetic knot then attaches to the actual rope safety line, or again, brand name lifeline that so many people are accustomed to saying. But that, what that knot does, it's a, it's a really unique knot. Um, me having a firefighter paramedic background, I was familiar with that knot before I got into this from doing some rope work uh, as a firefighter. But the knot reminds me when, I, when I'm describing it to people at shows and letting them play and feel with it, it looks like a, a snake coiled around the main rope or the safety line. Uh, it's when it's applied correctly, which they come pre-tied on the rope safety lines for you. So you don't have to tie them. They come pre-tied, but it slides freely up and down that rope. But the moment that you put weight, downward weight on that knot, it immediately, it's just like a snake cinching down or coiling around and locking onto that main rope. Uh, you will not go any further. It locks onto it. And that's what's going to arrest or stop your, your fall when it happens is that prosthetic knot engaging on the main uh, safety line. Perfect. Nope, that's that's exactly right. You, As a prior firefighter, they explained that better than anybody could. So uh, th- thank you for that. I just, I think um, so, some people may not be, they they see it and they be, they're aware of it, but they may not know exactly, um, you know, what it is and how to describe it. So thank you for clarifying that. Um, I want to ask you if you think about all the information you know that that's out there. There are still some people that maybe come this September that aren't going to wear a safety harness. Let's talk about that. What, what are some resources? What are some things? And, and even if it's a story, I mean, you know, I talk about I've had some close calls. You know, Caleb, who you know our, our executive producer with with Copeland Creative, had films for a lot of people, and he's had a few close calls you know, back in the day and these, you know, the cameramen are carrying tons of equipment up and down. You got a bow and you do all this and you just don't know when it's going to happen. And he had a really close call where, you know, the, at the top part of the the tree stand, one of the the sticks literally straps broke. And the only thing that saved him was um, a tree limb below him. Outside of that, he'd have fallen 25 feet. And this is years ago and he's totally changed his whole mindset. But how do we get some of these people that are still being stubborn out there to, you know, maybe change their perspective? Yeah, well, you know, one of the things I've, I've come to realize that doing this now for a long time, there are some, I don't care how hard I've tried and even talk to their family and, and, and they're just not going to change, but many of them do. And so some of the things that first and foremost, think about your family. Don't think about yourself. Think about the impact this can have on your family, uh, whether you have a, uh, whether it's a significant other or you've got kids. If you fall, there's never a good fall. Uh, I have yet to talk to anybody <laughs> that hasn't had, yep. you know, significant injury and sometimes completely life-altering injuries from tree stand falls. When you talk about, you mentioned falling from 25 foot up. It doesn't even take that far up. Sure. When you start getting any time um, over one and a half times your body height, there's enough energy there when you fall to cause significant bodily injury or death. So first and foremost, I, I encourage them to think about what this could do to their family and, and their their life. You know, we're we're gonna put we're gonna have videos on our 
Facebook site uh, that address some of this. That are actual interviews from from people that have fallen that uh, didn't always wear their harness. And maybe it was that one time they had worn their harness every single time. But that one time they went out, they forgot it, and all it took was that one time, and it happened. Uh, in fact, that happened in my home county uh, here in Virginia this past year. The gentleman went out with his son, was putting up a tree stand for the season, and uh, he told me, he said, you know, I wore a harness religiously. I forgot it. I was up putting the stand up, and something happened, and he fell. And and thank God his son was there and was able to get to summon help. And uh, he was paralyzed uh, for a bit of time. He has since recovered. Uh, he's had some uh, a lot of rehab and extensive care over the last 12 months. Uh, he's still not fully recovered but it could have been a lot worse. Uh, so it only takes that one time. The other thing uh, that I want to address here is, is some of the excuses that people uh, actually come up with. They, they will tell me, well, I'm not going to fall. I'm not going to fall. I'm, I'm good at falling. I love that one. Yeah. I'm good at falling. They'll say, I, I can catch a limb. I will grab a limb uh, if I fall. And this is one of the things I'll do with that person that comes up with, with that particular excuse is I'll do this. I said, all right, you're, you're a tough guy. You like to climb high, so you're going to set your stand at 30 feet. Well, if you look at the physics of that fall, if you fall from 30 feet up, when you strike the ground, your body has, moved, has accelerated to 30 miles per hour. So here's what we're going to do. You and I, we're going to go out and get in my pickup truck. You're going to get in the passenger side. We're going to start down the road. When I get up to 30 miles an hour, there's a sign coming up down here. You reach out and you grab that sign when I go by it at 30 miles an hour. And all of a sudden, you get this look on their face like, you're crazy. And I said, exactly, you get my point. You're not going to be able to grab onto that limb in a free fall and, and save yourself. It's a great so example. It's I scary, but that's like a great example. Yeah. To get people's attention. I talk about the impact force of the fall. Uh, I talk, you know, if they're if they're significant others or kids are with them, I use those to the advantage, and and it's it's great to see people become convinced that it's the right thing to do, and especially when you're doing shows, and then they go to one of the vendors and they come back to your booth and they say, look, I went and bought it. Boy, that that right there just makes the whole event worth it. Seeing, knowing that you had an impact potentially on somebody's life. No, that, that's great examples. Um, you know, really, really good examples. Visit spypoint.com forward slash insiders to learn all about the new SpyPoint Insiders Club that gets you incredible discounts on things like photo transmission plans and accessories, free shipping from spypoint.com, exclusive content and giveaway access, and the most advanced mobile scouting tools SpyPoint has to offer. That's spypoint.com forward slash insiders. You know, one thing that just popped in my head is, you know, thinking about also about when you're coming up and you're going down out of that, that tree stand and you got a backpack, you got a bow, who, who knows what else that, that you have in it. And again, if you're filming and you got a tag team effort, there's a lot of equipment that coming up and down and, you know, camera arms and all this stuff. One of the things that I like to do is to streamline my ascent and descent down. And what I'd like to do is I like to take a, you know, a, a rope 
and you know hook it from the the actual lock on or the, the the stand and you know hook my bow on the ground and so when i get up to the top i'm set i'm good then i'll pull my bow up versus i can't tell you how many times over the years even if you have a bow sling or you're trying to carry your bow in one hand and you're trying to carry you know climb a ladder it's just it's room for disaster and and your bow gets hung up on a limb and you're trying and that's when things can happen so you know, I have found that if I can just come up clean and come down clean and not even have to deal with my bow, that to me prevents a lot of opportunity for disaster. Yeah, Brian, you're, you're spot on there because it is, that's a recipe for disaster. That's how we lose our balance or we lose our grip because we take one hand off the ladder system to reach to try to get something unhung. And that's when the fall occurs. So, yeah, you want to use a haul line to pull pull up your gear and lower your gear. And you can use more than one haul line if yep. you need to. And I, I always advocate, too, putting that haul line on the opposite side that you're going to be climbing on because you don't – if something were to happen, you don't want to actually f- have a partial fall and impact whatever's hanging there. That's, yeah. The other thing I'll yep. encourage people to do there – uh, with firearms, always empty, unload your firearm, point the muzzle towards the ground. Never have that muzzle pointing towards you, whether you're pulling it up or, uh, or lowering it down. Point the muzzle at the ground uh, and have that gun unloaded. If it's, um, if it's a crossbow, make sure that you've got the bolt out of the crossbow when you're pulling it up or, or letting it down because uh, while... People probably say, oh, that would never happen. Believe me, I see it happen every year when I look at the, at the data when it comes in from these states. Somebody ends up with, the, with being shot because they were pulling their gun up and the, the barrel was pointing towards them. And the trigger hit a limb or something, and it accidentally went off, and, and, and there's never a good outcome there. So, uh, yeah, unload and use a haul line. Nope, that's great tips, great tips. Um, let me ask you this. Let's say there's a scenario where you have somebody that's that's locked in and, you know, they slip and they do fall off and they are hanging. What tips or, or you know, ideas can you give somebody to safely, you know, manage the situation and, you know, get back on that, that lock-on or tree stand safely? Yeah, no, that's a great question, and and so I'm going to talk talk about that in, in from two perspectives. Uh, the first one is actually being on or in the stand. So one of the best methods for preventing you from falling below the level of your stand is to make sure when you sit down in your stand that that prussic knot is high enough so that when you go to lean forward, you don't have, you, there's not enough slack in your tether that you can lean forward far enough to even touch your toes. So okay. as you go to lean forward, you should feel that tether pull back on you. If you've got slack in your tether and you don't have that prussic knot up high enough, then that means you're going to have distance that you can fall before that prussic knot is going to cinch down onto the rope safety line. And being a hunter education instructor, when I'm teaching other instructors how to be a tree stand safety instructor, we actually have them, we, we, we keep the stands at a really low level and actually have them roll out of the stand. They all think they can climb right back into their stand when they drop below it. Unless you're in really good shape and really strong, it's almost impossible to do it. 
So if you keep that prosthetic knot up high and a good gauge, another way to gauge this is when I'm standing on my stand, Okay. I will reach up, I will push that knot up as high as I can reach on my safety line. Then when I turn around and sit down, it should be about at the right level to minimize any distance that I fall. I want it to be, you know, no more than a few inches. I want that tether to be snug. So that's number one. Okay. So what happens if I do actually fall and I can't recover, I can't get back onto my sticks, uh, whatever it may be? So the first thing you should do anytime that happens is get out your suspension relief strap. Every full body harness comes with a suspension relief strap. That's mandatory that it be included. And that's usually a one-inch piece of webbing uh-huh. that uh, you can you can deploy, and it'll attach to the two attachments that are at your waist level. Remember I talked about the waist uh, attachments that yep. you put uh, earlier that you were using your your uh, other line with, you would attach it there, you droop it down under your feet, pull it up tight and tie it off where you can actually step into it, and that'll help relieve some of that pressure on the straps, the leg straps that come up across your groin. Some of the manufacturers of the uh, harnesses now have actually done something I think is a, is a really significant improvement in safety they've actually pre-attached that line uh, to your to your harness. So you only end up having to tie it one time. So it actually, it's, it's already there in a pouch behind you. You just reach back, pull a little piece of um, Velcro loose, droop it down, pull it up tight, tie it off, and step into it. That way you can't drop it. Yep. Uh, believe me, you're going to be probably nervous if something just like that sure. happened. And I've seen people drop their their uh, that that uh, suspension relief strap to the ground. So, yeah, once it's on the ground, it's no use to you. So having it already pre-attached, that's a great great thing to have in place. Then, the next thing is always have your cell phone or some type of device for reaching out to others on your person. Having it in your pack or in a bag does no no good. It may be you've already. It may be hanging up back up there three or four feet above you, and you can't get to it. Or maybe it's still on the ground attached to your haul line. Have it on your person. That way, if something does happen, you've got it readily accessible, whether it's a cell phone, a whistle, um, you know, a walkie-talkie, whatever you want that to be. Now, that's, these are phenomenal tips. Is there somewhere where you guys, and I would imagine, you know, you talked about Facebook earlier, but are there any other websites or any other platforms that has these kind of videos or testimonials that people can go back and reference and, and maybe read through and watch to, you know, learn about the things we're talking about right now? Yeah, so a couple of other, couple other resources other than our Facebook page, you know, go to Facebook, type in Tree Stand Safety Awareness, and, and you'll find us. We also have a YouTube channel. Beautiful. Um, so just go to YouTube, type in Tree Stand Safety Awareness, and uh, you can find us. And same thing with our, our website. is treestandsafetyawareness.org, uh, and, and you can find resources there as well. So, you know, we, we try to hit all the different areas to give people plenty of resources out there to reference to. Uh, but, yeah. Now, that's good. Look you- at that. Okay. Use that as a learning tool. 
No, those are great. You know, and it's, listen, if you, there are a number of manufacturers out there. And so not to get into, you know, who does what, but there are some really good companies that today, it just, it makes no sense not to find a safety harness that fits your physique, your body, that's comfortable, that's lightweight. And, you know, they have some that are super streamlined that are, you know, going to still do the job. They have others that have pockets and others that, you know, you can wear, you know, in the colder season and all that. So there's just such a variety of options for people to choose from today in a full body harness that there's just really no excuse and at different price points too. And, you know, to make sure that it, it, it fits, you know, your needs both, you know, from a budget standpoint, but also from a, a safety standpoint that it's just, like you said, it's just, it's hard to convince me that it's not, you know, reasonable to find a safety harness that you can't wear and afford to ensure that you're safe, you know, coming in and out of the woods. Yeah. You know, I've heard a lot of people say, oh, I can't afford a harness. You know, there, there are so many different um, companies that are making harnesses now. The price points, it's just like anything else. You can get a very streamlined uh, model at a very reasonable price point, or you can get the Cadillac models yep. if you want. But you can find what you need in your in your price point. And, you know, I think about how much people spend for a new rifle or a new bow <laughs> nowadays. Hey, I can get a, a full-body harness that works perfectly for as little as 30-some dollars now. Yeah. Uh, I ask you, is your life worth 30-some dollars? I hope that answer is yes. Think about that one visit to the emergency department, what that's going to cost you uh, out of pocket versus the $30 insurance policy uh, there by getting a by getting a harness and then getting that lifeline. Uh, another you know, 20, 30 bucks there will get you a lifeline to put in your stand. So that's that's a pretty cheap insurance policy to have in your back pocket. It is, and and I'll even go as far as you know, buy a couple of those those lines. You know, I mean, like you said, the price point over the last few years has come down substantially. Yes, four or five years ago, some of the newer safety harnesses back in the day that had more of the streamlined design were you know were more expensive. But there are so many different companies now making them that it it is so much more affordable. And having you know a, an extra line in your your pack just in the event that something somebody stole it or something, and it just doesn't prevent you from you know getting in that stand and hunting. It's just it's worth the extra twenty or thirty bucks because yeah, the harness is important, but that line um, is just to me the it just as imperative. Yep, it is. It, it's it's. They go hand in hand. Shouldn't have one without the other. Um, the other thing I'll mention, you know, the manufacturers are making them for the kids. Uh, so there's, you know, it breaks my heart to see a kid up in a tree stand without a harness and being attached. There's, so there's no excuse for not having your kids. You know, we want we want people taking the kids out, getting exposing them to the great outdoors, and and getting them out there, uh, but. Let's do it safely. There's kids' harnesses that are out there. There's women's harnesses that are out there. We know that's one of the fastest-growing segments of the outdoors industry is yep, women. That's super hey, cool. They, manufacturers are making women's harnesses um, for them and for all different physique types that are out there. So the manufacturers have been smart about this and trying to accommodate the needs of the end user. 
No, absolutely. You're, you're, you're spot on. So let me ask you this. I mean, you know, you've provided tremendous amount of information, you know, what are some other things that, you know, we can look forward to from, you know, TSSA in the future, anything on any things that are on the horizon that you want people to be aware of beyond all the, the beautiful pearls that you've shared today? Yeah. So let me, let me talk, let me first um, share what our educational platform is or our, our three key components. Perfect. Being an educator, I know people can't remember a lot of different, you know, they're not going to remember a dozen different things, but they can remember three things. So our platform that we work off of is called the ABCs of tree stand safety. Okay. A stands for always remove and inspect your equipment. You mentioned that, that, um, that stick system where the strap broke, it was dry rotted and it broke. Stands are not designed to be left out year after year. We as hunters have to do a better job of removing our equipment after the season, bringing it in, following the manufacturer's recommendations on doing preventative maintenance and inspecting everything. So that's, that's the A, always remove and inspect. B is buckle on that full body harness every single time. You go out there, whether it's practicing, putting a stand up, taking a stand down, or hunting. And lastly, C, and C is connect before your feet ever leave the ground. If you will practice the ABCs of tree stand safety, that's going to bring you back home safe to your family and friends. So so that's our, our platform. But you you mentioned what have we got coming. We've got a number of things on our on our project list that we're currently working on. One is more video development. Uh, actually, we just posted a couple new ones on our Facebook page this week. We're also looking at doing it, making the ABCs interactive. Some of the feedback that we received uh, from hunter educators and other other people was like, "Oh wow, this is neat seeing it in an infographic or seeing it in a video." But can you make it to where you can click on the picture? And then it does a 30-second spill on what the ABC, the A, okay. the ABC is. Yep. So doing ABC Interactive. We also just did a, had a, a big grant where we actually made banners um, going over different tree stand types and how to use them safely for the for states to use in hunter education. Uh, we're, we're doing uh, some ads in some of the national hunting journals, and uh, we're working with the we're looking at producing an ambassador program for tree stand safety. We're working with the International Hunter Education Association on doing some video development with them and a, uh, a lot of other things. So we've, we've got a plate full uh, that we're working on. And, uh, you know, we're completely a voluntary organization. And uh, I'm proud to serve as president of that organization and, and know that we're, we've got all of these initiatives that are going on and, and we're making positive strides because of what we're doing and working with all these great partners. That's impressive, Glenn. It, it truly is. Remind everybody here as we, we wrap it up, what are some of the digital platforms? Just again, you know, the, the, what is the Facebook page, you know, the website name? Just, you know, I want to make sure, again, everybody's really clear on exactly where they can go to get some of these resources and reference them. Absolutely. So on Facebook, uh, in the search pain there. Just type in tree stand safety awareness and that'll take you to our page. 
Um, also, I'll let people know that we do a lot of giveaways, uh, including Spy Point Trail Cameras on on our Facebook page. So uh, get on there, like us on Facebook. We also have an Instagram um, feed as well. So just type in Tree Stand Safety Awareness and you'll find us on Instagram. On YouTube, type in uh, Tree Stand Safety Awareness and go to our YouTube channel and follow us on that YouTube channel as well as our website, which is treestandsafetyawareness.org, and that will take you there, and you can find all kinds of information and resources there on our website. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, you've got two ambassadors here, you know, supporting and, you know, appreciating all the the work that you're doing, and and thank you um, for all that you're doing to, you know, ensure that, you know, all of us are safe and and doing the kind of work to, um, you know, just go above and beyond to provide the education. And, And a lot of these pearls, I actually picked up a few little things today to just reinforce, um, you know, and we're out this fall and uh, doing what we do. So, Glenn, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, speaking with you uh, today and look forward to connecting with you again in the future. Yeah, Brian, thank you. On behalf of Tree Stand Safety Awareness, we want to thank Spy Point for the commitment that they've made to uh, making sure that everybody that uses a tree stand can do it safely and come home safe to their family and friends. So thank you on behalf of TSSA. Roger that, my friend. You be safe this fall, and uh, we'll talk soon. All right. Take care. Take care. Don't forget to visit spypoint.com forward slash project for all the latest from Project SpyPoint. And follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube for all the latest on SpyPoint trail cameras and the outdoors.